0: Welcome to Vanguard Radio.
1: Okay, I'm calling Lita right now. Sorry for the phone noise there. I had to test everything, and so it, my system's kind of in a in chaos. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and answer the phone, Lita. Lita. Hello? Yeah, welcome. Welcome back to Hi. Free Talk Live. How are you, sir? Oh, well, you know, uh, he didn't Thank you very much. I actually like uh I like the old fashioned um uh, uh Appalachians sir and misses and stuff, but um we've kind of gotten to know each other so you can call me Jeff. And um, All right, thank
2: you, sir.
1: Yeah, well, you're welcome. And um and uh but I you know, I do like that sort of uh the old way of uh, introducing people. Of course, believe it or not, girls used to curtsy um uh uh were taught to curtsy. I remember in my elementary school they would uh, bend the knee and um uh when they spoke to uh, you know someone who was quite older than them uh, not yeah, I'm not expecting you to do that <laughs> no but I'm not that old fashioned but um anyway it's hard not for me to be a bit nostalgic for the old days but anyway um we here to talk about um something uh, that's happening with you uh in in your experience up there in uh you're from the northeast and you're in high school now i'm kind of giving the background for the listeners and um i can't imagine what it's like to be in high school uh i was talking to a, a today considering all the the garbage that must they must be trying to put into your head and and i was talking to a friend from australia and, and uh you know they didn't i went to a i went to a, an elementary school leader that was uh k through 6 that was all white and um, and then uh, uh, junior high, which was, you know, there were maybe 800 kids. They were all white except for a sprinkling of niggers here and there. And they behaved themselves. And then uh, I went to a high school, a very large high school, and uh, there were very, maybe 5% were some sort of alien race of some kind, uh, non-white. And w- the only thing we really got hit with um, was the melting pot business. But... Back then that was understood as being you know the melting pot, even though that was an alien concept, even though that was kind of invented by a jew uh that was understood to be for European people that the europe- we'd have a common culture made out of european people
0: right.
1: uh and um n- in no way was it ever suggested that uh that um you know this was something about race mixing or anything like that or homosexuals or <laughs> anything like that it- it was I think meant to some degree to smooth over differences between Catholics and Protestants uh because I think I remember them kind of stressing that uh you know that c- the Christian differences really weren't important to be an american uh, right. but um well, all that's changed, and that's why we're we have you on the show tonight, oh. so why don't you tell us a little bit about before we unveil the images that we've scanned tonight and we'll share with the listeners? Why don't you um, uh, tell us a little bit about high school today? You know, I'm twice, I'm more than twice as old as you are, and uh, so tell the listeners about high school today and, and what's going on with you.
2: All right, sir. Uh, I will do that. It's its really hard to know where to start. There's so much, um, and there's so much that I wanted to, you know, talk about and bring up this evening because on a daily basis, you know, I, I see so much more, and I hear so much more, and, I, and I'm and i just flooded with so much that I would like to share. And so other people can sort of begin to understand what it is like to be in high school today. Uh, and from what I've heard from you and other people who are older in this um, in national white nationalist uh, struggle, uh-huh. is that it, it's very, very different. And I can't even begin to tell you how much kids have changed um okay. from from hearing your experiences and i i guess i could start with some examples and maybe that would be the best so people who are listening could uh hear just a practical uh daily experience that i i had in school uh so well today why don't i just start with today there's always something that happens every day gosh
1: every day huh uh, day wow
2: uh, it's Today, we um, we had to do physical fitness testing, and um, w- when you were done doing the small, you know, test, you could play basketball. That was basically the only option. I was watching, I was watching this, there was one black kid playing, and then the rest of them were white and a couple Asians who are really into this thug image, this thug life. Uh, they they just they take it really far,
1: these are um, Asians, huh,
2: Asians, yes, like um, Chinese, also,
1: like that type,
2: um, I'd say Chinese and Japanese, oh okay,
1: so. okay, thesei um, eyed East Asian types, yes,
2: they're okay. very into Western culture, and well, it's okay. not Western culture, but you know today what's in America, I should say American,
1: yeah, um, you know, you know it's uh, interesting that people uh, in people in in Britain uh they call it, Asians, they call them like uh, Pakistani types, right, and uh, exactly so that. uh. It, they have a different easy. sort of no. Clue. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Okay. So,
0: yes.
2: Sorry. So, yeah. anyways, I was watching, and this black kid was friends with this other white kid, and they were like they were on the same team, and they were throwing the ball back and forth to each other. And this this white kid, all of a sudden, he gets down on his on all fours. He's like, in a little ball, like, crunched up on the floor about five feet from the basketball net. And this black kid jumps on his back. And puts the the ball through the hoop and swings on the uh, rim of the hoop. Oh. Like he he jumps on top of this white kid like he's like like they're playing leapfrog or something. Except he jumps on his back to make the shot. And the point that I'm trying to make with this with this small story is that this is what white kids these are how white kids act today. They will do anything. They'll get down on all fours for this black kid to jump on so that they can make the shot so that they can have. You know they can live up to this uh basketball hero image that they're all always portrayed about and being in the media and um I see so much black worshipping on a daily basis I mean that's just one yeah. small story that that um can show i i hope some of what I see, but there's just there's such a saturation with rap music, especially in my school and I think around everyone my age you know, and the teenagers and younger. And what this music does to someone psych- you know um mentally psychologically is, behind, is- really beyond my comprehension because I don't listen to that music, but when I see how they act afterwards, it's completely psychotic
1: and It's animalistic too you know, so
2: what yes the, the, what yeah. this music makes you think about and do I mean you're basically reduced down to a savage you know it's yeah. it glorifies uh sex and and um prostitution. That's a nice way of putting it, you know, having hoes. Um, and Pimp, exactly. The, yeah. Pimp and uh, the swearing, the vulgarity, yeah. the, just the degradation of anything that used to be sort of, you know, innocent in, in a younger person. You know, because when, you know, back maybe 50 years ago or something sex was something viewed very differently when you were younger than i believe it is today yeah. because of the homosexuality that's being pushed in the media and when those when that's combined with rap music i believe what it what it uh basically the uh what it what's the word what it um amounts to is someone who is very vulgar and very um very strict of any sort of of decency personal dignity personal dignity right yeah. thank you uh, so that's just a little I guess a little bit of what what I feel right now and uh, going to school is this sad amongst amongst white kids you know because when you bring black people into the society black people don't raise they can't they can't evolve to be like white people you know it's the white kids who get brought down to their level everything gets taken down to what to the ground that they're at
1: yeah yeah so that, i don't i don't we used to have a and maybe some people remember this i think it was called deportment and this was a um, this was a, a a section on your grades uh where basically it was kind of a summary of how of how you acted and how you dressed how you behaved in school and and this figured into your grades. Um, yeah, I, I you know remember this, and you know obviously this concept of uh, I think it was called deportment. Uh, you know is long gone, and certainly you you would never have known about it. But they used to actually. Uh, this was in a public school. This is an elementary school. You you know if you didn't have your shirt tucked in, you know that and your collar, you know kind of in order. I mean this was not a military school. It was just you know. It was, you know, just you know, instilling good habits in the children, right. and uh, you know, I'm sorry, you know, people in a lot of ways, they have you know, they have this genetic hard coding, uh, but uh, you know, how it takes, how it manifests that that genetic hard coding manifests itself in a culture is another thing, and that's where, you know, someone, if you ever get a chance to study B.F. Skinner, and uh, he was a psychologist in the 1950s, and he was talking about how he, he, that, that you, you know, all living things can be conditioned, uh, in, in all kinds of ways. And, you know, even though Aryans have, have a, a superior intellect, uh, inter- as, as tested and measured by IQ tests and, and other, and other, bo- uh, psychometric tests, if we are not conditioned to be, uh, uh, civilized and, and conditioned to have manners and conditioned to live in an orderly fashion, we can behave like apes, right. like these apes that you were witnessing jumping around, and and uh, and you know the very idea that that you know fifty years ago that uh, that any white person except some sort of, you know degenerate would allow a black to ju- to jump on his back,
0: yeah,
1: that's just, that's that that's inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's inconceivable, and you know I I you know I know damn well what my father was like. And uh, and I know what my grandfather was like, and they would if they had seen something like that. They they you know if it was it was their son, they would have really slapped the hell out of him. It never would have happened anyway. And to see all this race mixing, you know, I, I think a lot of them were just capable of going over there and throttling someone right there on the spot. And uh, you know to, to see a, a a a white woman with a nigger. Oh, how fast things can change, Lita. <laughs>
2: Well, I see yeah. a lot of. in high school, I see a lot of interracial couples. Yeah. Because it is, you know, you know, it's it's a fact. You see, the, the,
1: these people are undergoing uh, uh, Skinner. Bo- you know what is this this Skinner the Skinner guy, and I recommend everyone. I'm sure a lot of people know who B.F. Skinner was. That's listening, but you know, he had these Skinner boxes, which were these little test boxes where he would perform these these drills up, upon pigeons, and he could make them do anything if given given the right incentives you know if if they if they did something in a certain way uh uh you know they would get a a piece of food and so he could make them do anything uh and and things that that everyone predicted a pigeon could never do and uh you know really amazing things uh, uh very complicated tasks and these people that you see about you uh they are the white people largely are are you know have been conditioned, as these pigeons are, in a Skinner box. And, of course, the Skinner box is the television set that's run by the Jews and the media that's run by the Jews and and the public schools that uh, reflect what is being taught to them by the Jews. And so, you know, we're in a really bad situation. And why why a person like you and me, even though it took me about 40 years, I've got to confess, uh, to fully understand it, uh, you know why we eventually pull ourselves out of this—it's it, it, somewhat of a mystery in some regards. But well, anyway, sorry. Yeah.
2: Well, um, oh no, that's no, sure your, your yeah, uh, your show. Um, I what was I gonna say? Uh, oh right, we were when you were talking about how they were the pigeons were conditioned. Yeah, and how they were they were able to do all these things and be, be, basically be controlled by this scientists? Yes. Is that what, basically what you were... That's
1: exactly right. Uh, okay. S- Skinner um, was not an evil man, by the way. He was just a scientist. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Right. Well, I was just going to say that I believe that the Jews have no white people better than they know themselves today. And that's one of the reasons why they have been able to control our media and control the white, the white uh. uh the average white person, and what I mean by that is, black people represent basically the most de-evolved human species on this earth. You know, human species basically, and and basically what they they act on whatever impulse they have. If they want to rob a bank, or if they want to um, pee, they just go right ahead and do it. If yeah. they want to if they want to um, you know uh, have sex, they just do it. You know, they doesn't they have no like self control. They have no. Uh, you know, questioning, is this really a good thing to do? You know, should, isn't it, I should probably wait till I get to a bathroom, right? No, look at Africa. They live in huts, they pee whenever they want, and if the, the food's all gone, they go to the next tribe, they kill them, they eat them, maybe they, they probably even eat the people too, and they steal all their stuff. That's how they live. Mm-hmm. And, um that's, uh, I believe it's called entropy, going back to like the, the first state of like nature. Like uh it's natural to basically just pee pee your pants, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But the
2: reason why white people are so evolved is because they have gone out of those habits and they have made society and they have, you know, worked on self control and they've been in the cold weather and they've had to, you know, sit and and think and they've had to basically develop themselves because they were forced to in, in the climate. So that's why, you know, they they've had to they've built these civilized civilizations, and black people aren't capable of that. You know, they live in the jungle where it's warm, and they didn't need to sit around, and they didn't need to, you know, make fur coats and all this other stuff to survive. And so what, I, what I'm trying to say by this is that the Jews know that, a, to a white person, what what a black does is almost kind of hip, hypnotizing in a way. Mm-hmm. Because it's, wow, oh, I could just do that too. What, why am I so bound and constricted inside these, these rules? You know, I could just be free and and go naked and run in the jungle, and there's something very like um, uh, enticing or something very interesting or something that draws them to that. And so that's one of the reasons I believe that Jews have been able to control white people is because there's always little truth in the lies they tell. And one of the truths is that, it's it's normal, it is natural to, to go backwards. But the reason white people are where they are now is because they have been put in situations to um evolve into a more yeah. higher intelligent species. If you see what I'm saying, I'm sorry if I'm yeah, it's a confusing my words around yeah. but but that's that's one of the reasons why white people I believe can, are bought into these ideas of that black of black culture because it's it's, it's um it's it's very, it's very um, oh, I I don't know the word. Well, to you know, say. you've
1: it's... summed up pretty well what William Pierce argued in a, in a and uh, in, in an MP3, and it's also been made into a video. It's called A White World, and you know, basically, you know, Pierce argued that hey, you know, your uh, Aryans evolved in kind of a unique in a unique way in unique circumstances, you know, kind of a unique environment. And um, and it was tough, and and the best of us, you know, survived, and uh, and the weaker of us failed, and you know we've gotten ourselves into a, a pretty bad mess here, in terms of what he called human quality, and um, these type of uh, very serious evolutionary issues have kind of gone into. Um, I mean, nature will correct itself uh and this situation will correct itself in some manner. Uh unfortunately, uh it may not go back to the uh the continuum it was on before we went off track. There may be a new paradigm shift and and you you know you might have something uh where which you know I really don't help you know hope happens, you might have a situation where we really do have a, a planet full of uh mud people and then maybe a very small uh very small number of uh, i would i would think they would be whites uh or you know god forbid jews uh who basically rule the roost and that's something that could very easily happen uh, you know kind of an e- what's that um h g wells the eloy and the uh uh you know there were these people who lived in on the surface of the planet. And there were these people that lived, you know, like a really rare few that lived at the surface of the planet. And then, you know, most people lived underground. And these were uh, uh, these were the savages. And uh, every once in a while, the savages would, would come up out of their holes and grab one of the, you know, privileged people on top of the planet and drag them down. It's been a while since I've read that story. But that that's the kind of future that we're facing if we don't have more people like Lita... Uh, leading and talking out uh, because we could easily have a paradigm shift like that, uh, very easily. And um, because this situation we're in now is untenable. It, it, it's going to work for a while, uh, but eventually the creativeness and, and the tax base that whites provide the world in Germany, uh, Germany is basically paying to prop up the the EU, and uh, Germany is... is you know, eventually it's going to give out if things like this go on. And in the case of the United States, we're basically keeping afloat Latin America, whether they like it or not. And that's certainly true for Mexico. Uh, we're we're certainly uh, keeping them pumped full of cash. And, and, of course, they're dumping their shit on our country, their human shit that crosses the border. <laughs> And so, you know, eventually this system this this what we have now is unsustainable. It it can't it can't last. And uh right. so anyway, let's let's take a I'm gonna post on the forum here, um, as you're listening now. Uh this is the thread on the forum, Lita, in the um in the Just In section for tonight's show. Okay. Uh I've posted the um the the images you've sent.
0: Okay. And
1: uh about uh tonight about you scan these from I, I assume uh materials.
0: Yes. Yes, sir.
1: And and most of them seem to be um uh most of them seem to be uh having to do with um telling uh white children that the niggers are some sort of amazing advanced
0: group.
2: <laughs> right. And what's so funny actually about one of the pictures at the bookmark and it says I think it's like uh it's like invented the peanut butter or something, like oh yeah, peanut butter
1: in. is um yeah that's <laughs> yeah but
2: it's, that's the kind of thing they you know they they try to sell, it's just ridiculous,
1: you know peanut butter i i that, I don't know, I mean you make peanut butter when you eat the but peanut,
0: <laughs> yeah, <really>. <laughs> 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 i i okay, i wanna
1: no, i wanna um, go ahead and and mention this isn't the why don't you go ahead and If you're online now, Lita, and you have the bandwidth, um, go to the the, the forum section here. um, It should be near the top of the Just In section, right below the stickies.
2: I'm right there now. Let's see. Um,
1: And It it should be the very top post. I I just put it there, and and we're on a delay, so I don't think that most people uh, have heard what we've even spoken of just yet
2: uh what's it what's it under sir
1: uh go to just in in vanguard right. news network form
2: yes and, and then, then what's the what's the post called
1: monday free talk live
2: okay i see it now
1: and then uh yeah and then if you just click that it will be the um uh number 43 which which should okay. yeah and uh, i've got uh i've got the directory listed there but I've got um I've named them Coon One, Coon Two, and Coon Three. And
2: uh <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah,
1: well you you had some longer file names, so I just kinda of simplified it. But
0: right.
1: let's um let's look at Coon One. Okay. Okay, now here is uh Well, here's a here's a man for our listeners here, uh Lita. Here's a man who uh knocked off of the calendar of this nation's holidays uh George Washington and and Abraham Lincoln, uh, I don't. You know, a lot of people don't think much of Abraham Lincoln, but you know, he was uh, a very important figure, whether you like him or not. Uh, oh, yeah. Now uh, we have this nigger here, and his name is Martin Luther King Jr. And and uh, mm-hmm. I suppose he is held up pretty high in school
2: at your school. <laughs> he is a god. Yeah. He is he is God in the flesh body. <laughs> That's who he is at at school. Actually, it was more pushed, uh, Michael Lucifer Kuhn, as I like to call him, was more pushed in uh, elementary school than than, uh, he's been pushed in high school. I think that they focus on, well, you know, it's kind of hard to say, but I do know that we did unit after unit on slavery and uh, Uh Michael Lucifer Kuhn when I was in elementary school, especially third, fourth, and fifth grade that was really pushed and i just remember hearing oh it's just day after day i have a dream i have a dream i have a dream yeah. you know just this constant battering and battering into your into your mind you know and one of the questions i wanted to you know uh pose or points i want to bring up is how do you think you know kids are after all of this propaganda you know from kindergarten to to high school to 12th grade you know all of those years with this, this this Marxist conditioning, you know, yeah. it, how can you even begin to fathom what what kids today are like inside mentally, you know? Because I, I've, I'm very different and than than most kids my age, you know, because I see the truth and I, and I see the racial differences between people. How do you think kids who have gone all the way from kindergarten and are now seniors? How do you think they're viewing the world right now, you know? And that's a little that's that's a difficult, you know. Concept to really think about because if you hadn't been in the school systems, you really wouldn't really see all the propaganda that's pushed. Uh, but you, maybe if you have a kid, then it, you would.
1: Do you, do um, you still uh, do you still read uh, 1984 in uh, high school?
2: Well, I'm a junior now and I uh, haven't read it yet. Oh, but okay. I've heard that some classes do time to, from time to time read it. But I haven't heard anything about reading it this year. Well,
1: we, we did read that book, and, and y- you can find that book online. Uh, that's kind of a side issue because really what you know we have here is kind of a nineteen eighty four type of uh uh situation here with this martin luther Kuhn. and right. he is uh you know held up as uh he's he's not the man with the eyes that looks down on everyone but he's he's sort of ever- you know he's he's sort of part of the 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 regime's official uh myth and uh he's you know he's a he's yeah. a person who is part of the 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 court history of the of the regime and right. uh, and you know he's you know he's 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 a straw man of course, but uh, you know he's he's part of that. I, I want to also mention another book for the readers uh, or the listeners tonight, and this would be something if you're interested too. You mm-hmm. could also confront your teachers w- with it if you like, Lita. It's your choice. But it's a book called Time on the Cross, and uh-huh. that's that's the title. Uh, uh, Time on the Cross. It's by two Nobel Prize winning economists. Uh, uh, Fogel or Fogelman and Inger Ingerman, I believe, is Fogel and Ingerman. Time on the Cross, and basically, what what these two men did was they looked at the economics of slavery, and and they totally uh, they just eviscerated the 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 myths uh, and uh, about slavery that um, largely came out of the abolitionist movement in the North, and um, overall, slavery was not cruel and uh slaves uh were given most of the time uh, worked less than whites uh they were valuable property of their owners uh they were kept healthy uh they um they overall liked what they did their 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 populations increased and uh this and and he goes into a lot of different things about slavery and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's an institution that's totally misunderstood and is propagandized. in in such a way, you know, to vilify the real history of the United States and in in the eyes of of our youth like yourself. So that's just for your reference.
2: That sounds like a very good book, although I I would have to comment that I have come to the conclusion now that the best thing to do in school is to stay discreet and to not make a scene and to not let it show about how you really feel because there are a lot of... Uh, this brings me into another another topic another picture, No go ahead. Just go ahead. Um, we're,
1: we're open here.
2: I believe you saw it It was the two barbies.
1: Yeah, I I I, w- I did I took that photo down because right. yeah.
2: Right. But um just Let me just I tell could, the listeners could, tonight right.
1: you you had sent me some other uh uh images but I had to take them down because she uh Lita was afraid that you know this might get back to her and her school.
2: I just felt that yeah. they were they were um well they were only give, given out to my school right and i didn't th- today in this day and age, I think you really have to stay safe in a lot of ways you know mm-hmm. um and already you know describing the pictures is is already you know saying yes, saying what they are so anyways there's there's two barbies there was a picture handed out in an art class, and um there was one that was basically nude um and, a tan, you know, a white Barbie, and then there was a painted black Barbie, yep. and they were put next to each other in a very sexually suggestive position. And we were asked as a class um, to write down to analyze the picture and say what's happening here. And that was that was one part. And then the second part was to write a story about what what kind of scenario do you think this is? What what could they be, what could have led up to this point? What's going to happen after this point? Basically, expand on this picture and make it into a story. So, um, the teacher who gave this out was a Jew. Is a Jew, I should say. Um, and the reason I know she's a Jew besides my instinctual feelings is that she said her grandmother used to say, uh, Oi they it's or something like that.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And uh, she was basically saying that, you know, she was Jewish. And um these are the kind of teachers that are in I believe every single Uh, public school system of today. The kind of teachers that put out this kind of propaganda, not just Jews, white people. And the reason they put this out this propaganda out is for two reasons. One is to, you know, condition you to see this, to see homosexuality, for it to be more embedded into your your, you know, your your brain. And the other reason is that if someone in the class feels uncomfortable by this, if someone in the class says, uh, I, I don't think this is actually what's happening here, you know, I I would like to take this somewhere else. There you go. There's a the dissident in, in your school. You know, they're going to know exactly who you are. You know, they're going to know who's going against the system and who's not, you know, taking in these these Marxist, uh, Jewish, whatever you want to call them, communist, you know, propaganda ideas. And so that's why propaganda today is so, uh, so potent and so serious is because it has these two... Um, purposes, really, and, uh, you know, the Jews always have, there's always two, they always come out winners, you know, in a situation, that's how they view it, you know, oh, you know, they're either they're going to buy into this, or we're going to know who doesn't buy into it, you know, plain and simple.
1: Are you afraid that they might um, uh, put you in, like, the slow learning class, or, or call your parents up, or, or something like that?
2: Well, you know God knows what could happen today. Yeah. I've heard a lot about you know online and and in my my local area about being mentally ill if you have yeah, uh-huh. you're 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 deemed right away you're psychotic you're yeah. mentally ill you need to go to a mentally ill you know a psych ward that's basically the attitude and if You know, someone speaks out. That's what that's what they're called. You know, they say that they were conditioned when they're young and they are, you know, mentally ill and they need to go see a psychiatrist so they can get these biased, you know, hateful ideas out of their head. I'm I'm sure that
1: would happen. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I've said before that the history, uh, you know, a lot of people on this on this on this on VNN forum uh, and elsewhere uh, are are interested in in the Third Reich uh, in terms of history. And and while that's while that's worthy. Uh, if you really want to understand why things are happening the way they are and who's in charge in this country uh, and, you know, in terms of, you know, historical precedent, you, know, you need to understand the Russian Revolution, mm-hmm. which is really the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917 and right. and the history of that regime because th- this is what you're really talking about with the, with the mental illness and, yeah. and this type of thing. Th- this is, this is, Ru- this is not Russian, it, it's Soviet. It's, it's, it's communist, Jew, uh, Soviet techniques, right. and uh, and you know and the, the Nazis didn't do things like this, uh, and if they did do them, it was you know it was rare, it was odd, it was it was something like that, and uh, this well, is a uh, yeah this what you're describing is com is you know commie Jew stuff.
2: Right. Well, what I what I What I believe now is that anything that the Jews say happened in World War II, they did to the Russians in the Russian Revolution. (laughs) They just used it as covering it up. You know, the six million Jews that supposedly died, no, there was way more than that that they brutally murdered and slaughtered in Russia. It's just to cover up that act that they did, you know, so that um, no matter what happens, oh, oy vey, you know, you're anti-Semitic about the six million Jews, you know. Now, the, don't even mention the fact that there weren't even six million Jews at the time.
0: You know, it's it's a
2: cute really trick ridiculous. that
1: you know everyone everyone thinks, following up with what you're saying here, everyone thinks that it's the Russian Revolution and 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 and, and somehow the Russian people get kind of uh, get kind of tarred with this uh, this these evil crimes uh, of uh, of this regime when in fact it really wasn't so much Russian. And mm-hmm. you know, I kind of wonder about. In, you know, 15 or 20 years, when the, when, the, if the evil misdeeds of this country, uh, catch up with us, which I think they will, uh, and, you know, I wonder if some other power will, will refer to, you know, the cancer mm. that, you know, <laughs> devoured us as the American cancer, right? Mm. And, you know, in terms of like white, you know, Americans, right? And, right. uh, and, you know, they'll blame it on white Americans, right? When in fact right, it was the same, the same group of, uh, of Jews and their and their descendants that fucked this country over that right. fucked Bo- Bolshevik Russia over excuse right. my language
0: no, yeah
2: right. um well i believe that there the jews wouldn't have the control they had today if it weren't for white people and if you think about oh, sure. how white people act today it's it's pretty bad uh there's no there's no level of decency morality they're vulgar they're uh oh i mean <laughs> The day, to day the day-to-day day experiences I have with white people are just—they're just, they're just they're terrible. You know, I see no sort of of white semblance. They—they almost feel like it's whenever I meet a white person, it's almost like their duty is to this to discredit me, to um to to basically—it's uh, almost like they're robots and they're programmed to destroy anything in the system that looks like a dissident. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, the white people today have just. Oh, they're so saturated in, in sex and the TV, and they buy into all these realities on TV. They, they they live in this TV world, and it's really dangerous because these people, I mean, they're really, I think that they're psychotic. I mean, how could you possibly, you know, go every day to work and go every day to to your, um, you know, your jobs and your schools and not see the blatant truth in front of you? I mean, think about how brainwashed you must be. And if you think about the people who are your age, um, Mr. Beck, who yes. are brainwashed, think about my generation who are brainwashed. Yeah. And actually, I'd like to tell you a couple more stories um, that I think are really, really well. Let's let,
1: let, let's do that. Let's put let's put those on hold. Let's look at the second image. Oh, okay. Because we talked that about good. that evil man, and oh, you know, here we have another black role model.
0: <laughs> oh, for, yeah. for
1: our white youth, this is Coon Two on the <laughs> forum thread. And Mr. Robeson, uh, mo- I don't know. Maybe some people aren't familiar as familiar with Mr. Robeson as they are with Martin Luther King. And uh, no, you know, we I don't could, know we
0: much
1: could, about him. Yeah, we could talk about King and and his misdeeds and his FBI oh. files and his plagiarism oh, yeah. for a very long <laughs> time. But I, I, I think most listeners tonight know this. Now, yeah. Paul Robeson was a uh, was just one of these deep throated blacks. <laughs> And uh, and he sang uh, kind of like uh, musical songs. Of course, I imagine most of those musicals were written by Jews. But
0: oh, yeah. he
1: uh, he um, he became enamored again with the Soviet Union. Uh, got in some trouble with the government. There were still patriotic people uh, 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 in the government and in, in the private sector back in the forties and thirties and fifties. And uh, he became an ardent admirer of uh, well, that great man Joseph Stalin, mm. and uh, and so this is uh, this is the the person that everyone that they're holding up to uh, uh, our children, right?
0: Yep. Paul another, Robeson. Another
2: another thing I wanted to comment on is that it says here, athlete, actor. And singer activist, I believe? Yeah. Or is it?
0: Activist. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, isn't that funny? All you have to be is an activist or like an athlete, and you're you're already put on a bookmark like this? Yeah. All you have to be is black, basically, and you're you're thought of as being a hero. You know, because with this, what white kids see, you know, they see, oh, there's this black kid, oh, this black guy, he was an athlete and actor, oh, he and he's some kind of a god. Look at him like that. Look, yeah. he just looks so intelligent. That must mean that all pe- black people who are athletes and actors and, and singers, they must be just like him. -hmm. You know, and that's that's the kind of thing I believe goes on in.
0: uh, Boy, wouldn't he be? uh, You know, you think, uh, you know,
1: boy, wouldn't he be good for my daughter?
0: uh, Yeah, that too.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, Mr. Robeson is. uh, You know, they have to. It's amazing how flawed these people are that they pick, but I I guess it doesn't really matter because most. most students will never really examine the issue at all,
0: oh no, and sort of, course, of passively
1: accept I think they'll probably forget you know who Paul Robeson is actually after they've been told, but but you know they they've kind of accepted the the real message is not really Paul Robeson, the real message is smart black man who is oppressed
2: right exactly, and you know it could be they could just make everyone up. The point is that yeah. there that there's a black person on a bookmark who is supposedly more achieved than a white person. And I think that's the point that they're trying to make, is that it doesn't matter if it's Martin, you know, Lucifer Coon. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. All black people are, are gods like this. All black people should be worshipped and put on bookmarks. You know, because all this guy was, what, an athlete? What? <laughs> you know, it, if I can't even imagine what my forefathers would have thought, you know. Like if someone was put on, this person could run a mile in four minutes, you know. I mean, that's great, but is that really, I mean, does he have any brains? Like... <laughs> You know,
1: so what? <laughs> you know, I remember reading a story um, in, uh, in 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 history class, and it was from a diary by a man by the name, I believe, it was Hawklute. He was an Englishman, and um, he had uh, he had touched the. He was one of the early early white men to have reached the 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 coasts of Africa, and uh, and he landed his boat there. I guess he was looking for water, and he saw this nigger on the beach. And he looked at him and this is from his diary, he said that he looked at him for a long time and, and couldn't decide if the man was human.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, that's how our
1: ancestors felt about it.
2: That was that's being normal. That's being healthy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's a very healthy that's response. That's what you
2: should. That's what you should think and see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What was
1: what was one of these stories you wanted to tell us before oh, okay. we moved off of the Yeah.
2: Sure. Well, one of them is sort of going on to the topic of homosexuality, but I believe that's really important too. Yeah. Um, not just, you know, black black and, and with other multicultural ideas and, you know, agendas being pushed, but the homosexuality agenda is really strong, especially in my my area. Well, it's and, so destructive. Um, oh, it's extremely destructive. Yeah. It's something that it's something that affects you know, everyone at the youngest level
0: because Let me, uh,
1: sorry to interject, but I, I want to tell you that uh the the phenomenon of homosexuality and, and believe me, when I was in school there were there were kids taking drugs and mm-hmm. you know, drinking and, and doing this was not the nineteen fifties for me. Uh this was not the nineteen fifties uh at all but uh this this thing of homosexuality this was something that was really unknown uh even even in i graduated in in eighty uh eighty four and uh this was something that was really kind of unknown among the the greater student population and it was certainly not propagandized uh like it is now, and it was not something that was that was uh liked at all or uh approved of. By you know the general student population, this, this goes to show you how how fast uh, this propaganda works on on the minds of a new generation, right? Because you know I'm not that older than you are really,
0: uh-huh. and
1: and uh, I mean in terms of the bigger picture, but you know look at the sea change, right? Yeah. Anyway, go
2: well, go on. Okay, well actually, I just want to. I'm sorry to jump backwards, but with the the Barbie the Barbie yeah. picture, I just wanted to say that that teacher is a is a. Main figurehead in a gay, lesbian, bisexual organization that's in my local area. And, um, uh, she's actually, she's actually the one behind a lot of the activities that go on in my school. For example, the Day of Silence poster that, uh, was put out by the Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual Coalition. Yeah, we,
1: we, I I, I still have that one.
2: Right. She, um, uh actually was the one behind all of those posters being put up uh and so this is this is what the Jews are doing you know not to say white people don't do it too but Jews Jew especially i believe
1: um, you know one thing i learned from the, from the uh, of, you know this from, is the kind
2: of this is the way they implement their
1: you know one thing i learned from Alex Linder uh and from Goyfire listening to Goyfire is that um uh you can't you know there's a lot of frustration uh and i i feel it too uh about the failure of of white nationalism, and you know obviously we have not we don't really have a lot of successes to to trumpet uh but what we don't understand is and you know we look at this the shape of our people and and our failures uh you know our lack of political success, i should say
0: mm-hmm.
1: we don't understand the forces that are arrayed against us. And we don't understand how powerful propaganda is. And I just got through telling the listeners tonight that you know when I was in high school and I graduated in 1984, uh, you know homosexuality was not something that was acceptable among peers, right. and well, and 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 now you see that it's it's completely acceptable. And we all know about these homosexual clubs. That's just one example of of the of the, of the enormous. Pro- uh, propaganda that we we are facing every day in in, in the wider population, and of course, uh, for those organizations that exist today, you you've got to understand, and, and even VNN Forum itself is totally there. There are trolls on the forum. There are people who are clever disruptors, uh, and of course, if you have a membership organization, uh, you can bet that that is uh, as much as they can infiltrate it and to and to bring it down to its knees. You bet they will.
2: Right. Well, you know, my, my opinion, not to jump off subject again, but the whole forum thing, what I experienced from just posting a couple threads is that immediately people said, you're not 16.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. By the way, and it's, it's just that, you know, what is this, is this productive? I wasted probably a good couple hours of my day just writing back, just trying to, just trying to talk, communicate with these people who are making irrational accusations just out of thin air. You know, it's a waste of time from my experience with this forum. You know, maybe it was just my experience, but these people just go back and forth day day after day. Why don't you get out in the streets and be a real activist or do some lone wolf activity? You know, that's going to go a lot further than just making ludicrous comments and, and vulgar uh, accusations to people just, you know, day after day.
0: Yeah. and I, I, is
2: that productive?
1: <laughs> look, uh, this... this yeah, let let's not talk about the forum. Uh, and you know, I I think that I think that it you know overall it's a plus. Uh, you know, you you've got a co- two columns of of numbers, uh, and I think it's a plus. But you know, it's it's maybe maybe we'll have a show where we just talk about the forum. But, but anyway, any- let, let's. Uh, I'm not against it, but I don't want to get sidetracked in that because there's so many controversies and tantrums and and stuff uh-huh. like that that go on there. All right. Um,
0: Back to reality. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: the when I was in uh, what was it seventh grade? No, it was eighth grade. Yeah. Now, eighth grade. I was watching a movie called Shakespeare in Love for a Shakespeare class. Oh, I saw that. And, uh, I didn't. It wasn't a very good movie, but I, I liked the class and I learned about Shakespeare and it was good. But, uh, anyways, at the time I had an acquaintance, and, um, after the movie was over, you know, we were out in the halls, milling around, sort of chatting, and the, one of the, one of the, this girl said, she was like, oh wow, that kind is tall girl, she is so hot, I would even, uh, excuse my language,
0: huh.
2: Fuck her exact word, she's so hot, I would even fuck her. Yeah. And this is, a a 13, 14 year old girl,
0: saying, yeah.
2: can, I mean, now think back to it, I mean, wow. You know. And think about maybe your generation. What can you imagine?
1: Well, I'll tell you what my mother used to do when, when I said words like that when I was that age. She would grab you know, in those days we didn't have you know <laughs> in those days, right? But in those days we didn't have uh liquid soap and she used to grab like a bar of, of uh uh well like Irish Spring or something like that, the bar soap. And she'd run after me, and if she caught me. She'd she'd stick that bar soap in my mouth, and you know, run it around in there real good, and get that soap all in my
2: mouth. And, well, it, was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't really that she said the word, you know, the F word. It was actually that she was saying that she would jump a girl. Oh, that too. Go to bed with a girl. Yeah. You no, know, I, I think about how much programming I must have been ahead. Oh of
1: yeah, them. I missed that <laughs> point entirely, Lita. Sorry.
2: That's in kindergarten, in first grade, and second grade, all through elementary school, to make her to get to the pos- the position, to the state of mind that, I if a girl's really hot, I would even I would even go go at it with her.
1: That is truly perverted.
2: It's, oh, I mean, I and mean, you know that's just one example. That's just one example. I think about how that could be. That's middle school. Think about high school. What do you think girls are like? You know, think about think about the role models, Madonna and Britney Spears going at it on an. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was MTV. I, I don't watch TV. I, I don't associate myself, you know, with
1: Yeah.
2: Shows, but I like to see what's no, going I saw on.
1: Well, I saw the picture on, on the Internet.
2: So this is what the girls see, you know. This is a trendy thing. I, I, I mean, wow. I, sometimes I just have to take a step back, and I just can't believe what I'm hearing, you know. I can't believe what I'm hearing my...
1: You know, if if anyone wants to understand my motivation uh for activism and it, it is exactly this kind of thing with madonna and uh and uh I, I don't know what else to do i i will not join a membership organization and, and there is no membership organization worth joining yeah. and that's, that's why i want to produce shows i want to i want to uh generate as much contact reach as many people as possible because that's all i i know to do and and uh that's what keeps me going is these outrages like you just mentioned. And, and you know, my, my stomach becomes actually sick. And I've said many times, I don't, I don't even like to go out in public much anymore right. because I, I see these things, uh, these, uh, these, these niggers and stuff, uh, uh, just today. I just, I, what, what I, I just, I couldn't believe it. But, uh, some of the things I, I saw, just like Mogadishu or something. And, uh, uh, this really what keeps me going. And uh, you know, despite, you know, all the unhappiness that I feel, uh all the you know, the frustration that happens, uh, you know, I mean I, you know, I can't give up and go back. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean I'm not just gonna throw in the towel and and uh say, Oh well shit, you know, I I'm not gonna think about it anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna think about it, I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna try my best. Yeah. You know, it may not be, you know, the best thing to do, but it's all I know how to do.
0: Right. Hold anyway, down. let's
1: look at, um, let's look at uh, number three. Okay. This is Coon Three.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yeah, all black kids look just like that. Uh, sure.
1: Now, now <laughs> this, this, let's repeat, repeat for the history. They always like to show rubbing the chin with the little nigger boys. <laughs> but uh, uh, let's repeat. Re- re- this is again. This is material that you you have found in in your in your curriculum in high school, right?
2: Uh, the school library. These are bookmarks, and they were uh. at the got your book. You know, they were right there. So I nabbed a few for my own little purpose. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they're bookmarks. So whatever. Every time you open your book to read, this is what you see. You know. White kids the book. This is what they open up. Black history dates to know. Dates to know.
1: I mean, oh. You know what's so interesting? If you, if you are a white nationalist, you've undergone a paradigm shift in your mentality. And what's interesting about this black history, if you look at it from a white history, uh, from a white point of view, white nationalist point of view, is you you look at this bookmark and you see like sixteen nineteen, first slaves reach at Jan- you know Jamestown. Uh, U.S. Constitution uh, provides a male slave to count as three fifths of a man in determining representation. Then you know you have to ask yourself, you know, well, why did our ancestors think this way about these people? You know, as we were saying earlier, right? I mean,
2: wh- or the, yeah, I'm, the, the Jews are masters of taking things out of context. Yeah, every, uh, every man is created equal. When, uh, every man, uh, what was this? It's some direct quote on uh, in a. Uh, I think Abraham Lincoln said it or something. Uh,
1: well, yes. Thomas Jefferson said, We hold these truths to be self evident that I think all men are created equal and all that
2: stuff. In their separate places. Yeah. That was the end of the sentence, but the Jews took it out of context, of course.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, obviously the context is with those men uh, who wrote that is that blacks weren't considered men. When right. when he says all men are created equal, I mean he's talking about, you know, basically in a very in a very narrow sense, he's talking about basically English men or men yeah. from the British Isles. Yeah. Uh mainly. I mean, uh I you know, obviously I would include other uh uh Aryan tribes in that uh but, but I don't think they meant it in that regards. I, I think they meant that the, our freedoms are mainly limited for like People of British descent. Uh, But, I mean, obviously, that that interpretation won't really work anymore. But I I think that's honestly what they meant. And, uh, you
2: know, but. When they saw a black person, they were like, what is that?
1: It's (laughs) like the guy that's sailor. I mean, of
2: course, they they didn't consider, I mean, in all sense, I mean, black people are not fully evolved, you know. They are, they didn't even develop the wheel in Africa, you know. They're not really. Completely, I want to say this, but you know, completely human.
1: Oh, the so, wheel, well, the, written written they, alphabet, all that stuff. Yeah,
2: when they said man, yeah. they meant man,
0: not yeah. humans.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And oh. you know, even you know, even the, I don't have much interest in being ruled by the Constitution anymore because, you know, even in this in this particular clause that we're talking about. We have to be very careful when we allow ourselves to to be held captive to a document that is 250 years old, and a lot of things have changed since the founders, uh, you know, wrote their document. Now there there are some things that are are worth preserving, some concepts that are very worth preserving in 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 in, in, in that document. But uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, obviously we we need the they weren't. They were not clear in clarifying a lot of things, and uh, and that what that what they wrote has degraded so far that um, well, there's no going back to what they the way things were. Right. That's well, for I sure. See, like and
2: in the beginning of the broadcast, the melting pot, you know, that was also taken out of context. They meant white people coming in here from different cultures, not blacks, from 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 Africa and uh, Mexicans. And and Puerto Ricans, they meant white people. Yeah, Jews jumped on that opportunity. Oh, look at this! You know, blending. Ooh, we have a chance to do this. You know, right. Changed it and made it be you know all races of the world. Not
1: yeah, yeah. They they have uh, they. I mean, what what these elites are doing, and and I I, you know this includes the Jews, of course. But what the elites are doing, you know, for every for every big Jew, there's like a hundred. Uh, middle level goy you know the middle level uh, whites that are supporting him and, w- and what they're doing is they're cr- they're really making the United States the world government and uh, it's not so much the UN in my opinion it, it's they're making the United States this sort of universalistic uh, enterprise and they're really transforming the US into a world government itself in my opinion and uh and you know that's you know like uh, they had a situation here with um with Chertoff he's the uh the Jew that runs the uh, security services in this country Department of Homeland Security he was holding a meeting uh about uh, uh the internet and how terrible the internet is and uh he had it was a meeting of international chiefs of police now i he's he's a, he's a domestic uh he has a domestic credential here in the united states he's the, he's the secretary of homeland security for the us government and here he is holding a meeting of the international chiefs of police about the internet and you know my point is is that international well what's the deal there and the, the deal is is that you know this is about global control yeah. and uh and it's not just the internet it's about everything And uh, and so, this is a particularly terrible uh, prospect that we face.
0: Um,
1: You know, uh, Lita. Let's let's uh, let's take a break.
2: Okay, sounds good. All right, a lot.
1: Yeah. Here we go. BNN broadcasting. We'll be back in about five minutes, and we'll have probably Todd and James, and we'll be talking about some. other, other issues.
0: I'm going to kill me a nigger, I'm going to pull me the trigger, I'm going to get me a wigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill me a nigger, I'm going to pull me the trigger, I'm going to get me a wicker. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.